When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Sunday night, the 25th of June, the Williamson Bloom podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, where, of course, we are always presented by our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. Did you know Mechdyne is a powerful collection of technology companies? I actually said that wrong. It's a collection of powerful technology companies. There you go. And it is located in the great city of Marshalltown, Iowa. I love going up to Marshalltown. Um, I, I like to go to the racetrack up there, but it's a beautiful little town where I hang out with my buddy Chris Clover. This is a phenomenal culture. If you're looking for a new place to work, um, I would really highly consider it. I mean, they've got marketing positions, IT positions. If you're a, we have a lot of college students that listen to this podcast. If you're wanting to get into the business world or the technology world, this would be a great place to do your internship. Check them out at mechdyne.com and go to their job board today. I also want to thank our friends who've been with us for a really long time, Gravitate Coworking. You can look them up at Gravitate Coworking. Dot com and check out all of their availabilities. Right now, I'm seeing on their website, there's a downtown private office availability that's open. Those are pretty rare. Those are pretty tough to get. They've got Gravitate Coworkings in downtown Des Moines, East Village, uh, Windsor Heights, and also in Jefferson. We appreciate all of our great sponsors here on the Cyclone Panatic Podcast Network. And they are uh, stepping up to the plate. MacDyne is, is we're going to be doing Williams and Bloom. On Wednesdays as well, we're going to start this right around the middle of July. I wanted to get through the 4th and all of that stuff, but right around the middle of July when a lot of the you know, the football storylines and whatnot are starting to pop up, that's when we're going to get that going. And that will be a year-round thing. We'll, we'll be doing Williams and Bloom twice a week, thanks to our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. Uh, coming up this week here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, of course, uh, mostly on track with Jeff Woody and Jared Stansberry. We will have a Title IX podcast, Steph Copley, Elisa Woods. And I've got a special treat for you guys. Uh, I don't know the day this is going to run, but I am on Monday. I've had a lot of people request that I have Jason Shear, the uh, Arizona reporter from 247. He's been really um, uh, kind of a guy who's been out there as far as the Pac-12, Big 12 stuff goes, he is going to join me for a special CW pod. We're going to knock that out on Monday. You'll be able to hear it later on this week. All right, let's bring on Brent Bloom. Let's get after it here. It's Williams and Bloom on your Sunday.
Bush here on your Sunday night. Most of you are probably listening on Monday morning. Actually, you know what? There's usually like a couple thousand people have listened to this by the time Monday morning rolls around usually. What, what are you guys doing Sunday night? Yeah, just waiting what on us. What are you doing? I get it. There's nothing on right Sunday now. night. Yeah, Succession's over. What's even on? The Sunday you, nights are a slog. Well, you've got the NASCAR race on. Yeah, they get, they're racing tonight, yeah, which is Why? kind of... I love it. I wish they'd race on. Are they in Bristol? They're in Nashville. Okay. I wish they'd race on Sunday nights more, to be honest with you. I would get to watch like the entirety of the race more often. It's you, just... You would think that'd be a smart business s- move. Sunday afternoons is hard. It, I would think that they would. But you know what? They screwed around with it. For so many years, they were running those Saturday night races, and they'd just get slaughtered because nothing rates on a Saturday night. You would think. I've always said NASCAR should do like some Tuesday nights and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But then their attendance drops. So sure. it's kind of a, but but this is a TV world. Honestly, I think the Big 12 football may have to embrace some. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Some, some action type. I don't know. We'll see. But they, they they will have that uh, West Coast window at the very least. Maybe more. All right. Well, we have a lot of mailbag questions. That's going to be the majority of today's show. We are going to lead. I don't want to mess with your head too much. We're going to lead with the Wiffles Hybrid Big 12 segment tonight. Okay. Let's, let's roll. Because I do have a couple of Big 12 stories that I wanted to knock out before we get to mailbag questions for Love tonight. It. I've been at the lake... And it was kind of a quiet week. Really Got a was. Big, big, yeah. big tight end commitment in yep. football. Cooper, Cooper Alexander. Alexander. It was a great big, get. really big deal. Omaha's hanging out and overseas. He's Team doing USA. great. He's doing great. Grabbing a ton of rebounds, doing all that. But otherwise, yeah, pretty pretty quiet, which is which is a good – nothing really on the realignment thing, but I think uh, it's calm before the storm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think it so. feels like something's about to explode one way. Agreed. Or the other. Uh, our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment tonight presented, as always, by our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. Check them out at wiffles.com. Great independent company. It's what I love about them. They're not just independent, Bloom. They are fiercely independent. They're fiercely independent, right. much like what we do. That's right. Here at Cyclone Fanatic. A lot like Iowa State. Um, the the leadoff story is the S&P ratings are out. For 2023. Oh, I haven't seen anything Bill, yet. Bill Connolly and ESPN. Okay. I'll respect this guy. Yeah, he's he's really good. I mean, but but the the you know, the question I would pose to you, you're more of a data nerd than I am. A lot from or, last year. Or yeah, I was like, do these matter less now in the transfer era? Like yes. when you just I, it just feels like to me, especially with Iowa State, it's just like I don't know, like, how much does this matter, like, with the offense or, you know what I mean? Well, and there's so many new faces. Yeah. So many that you can't factor in. So this is good baseline, but hard to really tell. I mean, you, you just go back to last year. I'm guessing TCU wasn't in the top third of the Big 12 last year and then playing a national championship game. But I do think it's a good baseline of what the expectation is nationally for returners. S&P has Iowa State ranked as the 45th best team in the country. Um, the win, the average win. So, I mean, you you understand That's, this better than me. It's yep. like all these different yep. computer so if you, if you models. Play a thousand and, times, yeah. who wins the game? Uh, the the win loss total, hence what Vegas threw out, is five point seven okay. for Iowa State. Okay. So, the right. odds would say take the over, <laughs> but not much. But it, you're I hitting six more than you're hitting five. Yes. In in that scenario. Yes. This has Texas 
uh, being, I think, what would be the odds-on favorite. I mean, they are. Um, I'm less about the rankings, but the more in their S and P number is four points higher than anybody else. Yeah, with Oklahoma at number two, TCU at number three, the defending champs Kansas State at number four, with Oklahoma State at number five. Here's where it gets interesting. I just I get the feeling that. Central Florida is the team that I need to do the most research yeah, on. I, I, I got, don't. I got nothing. I don't know anything about yeah, them. But it's time. It, it's time to start digging in. Like we are. Does feel like of all two the, months away here. The newcomers. This is the team that most people think will make an impact. Well, they've they've Cincinnati lost so much. BYU lost a bunch, and they were largely mediocre last year. And then Houston. I'm just. I don't think they're there. So I think of all of the of the new four, UCF is most poised to make an impact. I mean, they've 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 had success. I mean, in the you American. got a coach who's coached at a You've high level, a, at, right? You got a power yeah. five coach, and without digging into the nitty gritty of the schedules, I would agree that you would think talent wise, UCF is at the top of those four, talent wise. Now you get the grind of playing the Big Twelve every week and week out is a little bit different than when you get. Uh, East Carolina coming to mm-hmm. town. Uh, Baylor after them. Then it goes Texas Tech, Cincinnati, Iowa State. So the, this this league has Iowa State. The, the S&P has Iowa State finishing. What is that? Five, tenth. That's interesting that their S&P is down on Tech. And a lot of people have Tech as a top four team this year. Yeah. So. S&P is higher on Cincinnati. Yes. They have Cincinnati's average wins at six and a half. I think they're down in the fours. I think I'm in Vegas. Yes, I would. I would say that's that's accurate. And from people I've talked to, are also down on Cincinnati. I mean, doesn't it feel like this could be a year that Dave Aranda and Baylor bounce I, back? I, to? I, I I keep coming around to it. I, I do. Mean, I just. I do. He's a really good coach. They recruit really well. Yep. I know they lost. They lost a bunch of guys on offense, but man, quarterback's back, right? Isn't uh, Shapen back? Yeah, he was only a what a freshman. Only a freshman. He's gonna get better. God, that game still makes me sick. It does it does? Uh, Kansas at the bottom. Yeah, I, I'm. Which the S and P hates Kansas and everybody else. But it, it's a historical. Yeah, algorithm. it's like so, like the last three years, right? Or yes. something. So it's like not that. just yeah. last year. Yeah. And that's why Iowa State, I think, is probably getting a little bit of a bump. It's because you're factoring then 20 and 21 in there, yeah. too. But so, I think that's fair. I mean, I, that's the thing for Iowa State. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the questions are, what is this team going to be? And it's like, well, I'm not really sure. I, I do think we're still waiting on the – and then a lot of questions on the gambling thing. Still no news, right? Like, let's lead it off with that. Still nothing. Yeah, we still don't know anything. Still don't know anything. I, I, I think it's either really way – It's really ruining this summer. It's been hard because it's, it's just because it's, it's all anybody's asking like me about, and I don't know, and, no, and there's no answer. Yeah, and even the coaches are like, we don't really know. So what do you want me to say? I'm like, I, I, I respect it. I will say this: I'm not asking people about it anymore. I do think, back to our earlier point, I do think there's going to be a lot of new faces that play and will have major impacts. Yeah, for whatever reason, not just because of the gambling thing, but because there's there's a wave of guys that have really come along, that came in either at semester or they were here last year that have really grown up, that they're going to start to play big-time big time snaps this fall. And you know a couple one, of freshmen in particular. It's the one thing I forget about with last year's team, and they they were so close in all those games. We've talked about it. <laughs> a buddy of mine, and, and he was he was not being serious. He was, he was kidding. He, um, 
made a joke to me this last week. He's like, do you think uh, with this gambling thing, do you think Xavier Hutchinson was throwing games about how he dropped all those passes last year? I hadn't even thought about that, how he would catch like 12 balls and just be phenomenal. The guy was incredible. And then he just he couldn't make the play in those clutch moments. He was just so gassed, like, it, for whatever reason. Answer that question. No. Absolutely not. My, my buddy yes. was, my buddy was joking, but he had, he's like a nut, and he had overanalyzed last year again. And, um, yes, the answer to that is no, Xavier's not a part of it. None of that. But We're on, not insinuating but on, that. On the receiver front. Yes. That, well, I was going to Higgins. Is, that was the move I was making there. Right. Had somebody... Very smart and close to the program tell me this week that Higgins is the best receiver Iowa State has had since Alan Lazard. Wow. And I said, I, I said to this person, wait a second now. Who is better in college? Wait a second. You, you, you're, you've got, you've got Liz- Hutch, Hutchinson and Butler in that conversation. Can I ask you this? Was, was Lazard a better college? We knew he was a better pro prospect back than X. Well, at least we thought. I mean, X got X, drafted. Allen didn't. X is last year. I, I kind of feel like X may be. But he drops a yeah, lot. So he, did Allen, did. though, too. I mean, Allen had some drops. I, but I guess Higgins but, has just been on. Butler was just such a freak. He had that freaky year. Yeah. Just a complete freak well, show of a year. In Butler 18. was the one guy who could just change the game. It's like, oh, you know, you hit a streaking Butler and he's just gone. The other two guys. I mean, X made some really great play. He was just solid. Um, but Alan, like you always kind of felt at the time, like, oh, there's more here. Like that, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah, all yeah. that's not and his fault. A, his first a, two years was, you know. And he had a couple monster years, but you're always like, man, can we get a little more yeah. here? You know I, I mean? totally, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm glad for him. The lasting memory for me with Alan was the Liberty Bowl where he just completely dominated yeah. the game. Turning that helmet around. And he turned the helmet around. And then I remember... I was with the Cyclone Radio Network at the time, and we we had do our post game show in the locker room. And I remember Eric Heft telling me in the headset, "Like, yeah, Alan won't quit ringing that damn bell, <laughs> so I can't hear anything but down here right now." That's like he phenomenal. just kept he just kept ringing the bell, that's the fantastic. Liberty Bell. But no, I think I think I, you know that's what I would say from that S and P thing is like don't look completely at last year to know who the skill guys are coming this year. Yeah, uh, Higgins for sure is going to be. And again, you know, do you trust what we've heard on these guys? I mean, generally, yes. Like they're not the, the things I've heard about Higgins. You don't hear normally from people. You know, this isn't an Easton Dean. Like, oh, well, this is the best tight end we've ever had. Situation. Well, this guy's like he has been amazing. And then I'll let me throw you one more name, who somebody compared to me favorably. Perhaps, perhaps even more high end than Charlie Kohler and Ben Bramer from Nebraska. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna play as a true freshman. Okay, he's that good. So locked out. So way. you've got. My point is, mm-hmm. I know people have looked at this offense and gone, "What do we have?" There are some faces that are gonna come in that you haven't really heard of yet that mm-hmm. are going to make an impact. And I know everybody hearing that says, "Oh, well, we heard the same thing about mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, who's the kid from Ohio um, that's now in Memphis." <sighs> <laughs> you, you, or the, a Tariq the wide Milton. receiver, yeah, yeah, I know. Or, or or some of these guys, or you know, you know, uh, you, know you hear this thing about Dimitri Stanley. Sometimes it doesn't work. That's Joe wanna, Skates. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's the one thing I would tell fans as we're heading into the off season thing. It's like I get really frustrated with this because our subscribers they want to know. Well, what are they, what are you hearing about practice? What are the coaches saying? Well, I'm telling you, it doesn't always work out. Mm. You know, like Rodney Coe and David Irving were supposed to be the 
This was great. Best defense, and it didn't work and out. Each, like some, she eventually got some snaps in the NFL. I remember when Tariq Milton was a freshman. I mean, he was making the, uh, you know, defensive backs look silly and stuff, and it he didn't really get much better. And no. sometimes that happens with guys. It's, yeah. you know, it's not us feeding you, like, we're not lying to you. We're not trying to, you want to ask, like, okay, what are you hearing? Who, who's that's, who's playing well? So those are the yeah. those are the two that that <laughs> right? that really bubbled up this week. Of they're not only going to be. I said so. I was asking her like, you know, who's going to play? They're like, no, these guys aren't just going to play. They will be a major part of our offense. Those two. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's the thing. Back back to the Bill Conley S and P thing. It's like, yeah, you look at Iowa State, but there are going to be a lot of new new people that even diehards aren't really sure about until you see them play. Um, and even Xavier Hutchinson struggled in his first couple of games in an Iowa State uniform, so it's not like it's going to be automatic. But you know, between Higgins, Bramer, yeah, I remember that after X's first game, it was like, oh, oh that was the guys, Louisiana this game. This guy's no good. People were just pissed. There, uh, but I do think you guys are liars. You've been lying to us, <laughs> trying to get our hopes up. I think the tight end, the tight end position in particular, has three or four guys that are going to be big impacts there, and not nothing against. You know, Easton Dean and Deshaun Hanica last year, but you've got you've got guys that are coming, and you know that that's why Mauser at, at the tight ends coach has done an unbelievable job of finding talent. I think Iowa State's got a, a a room that is comparable. Now they're young, but I think the high end is comparable to that Saner, uh, Kohler, Allen group from four or five years ago, where they are now. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this Cooper Alexander who they just signed too. I was I'm looking at his film, man. Yeah, so they, they're that young man's really I, good. So I think you know, gambling stuff is still out there. Everybody's heard the rumors about the quarterback position. We got a couple questions about it. We'll find out on that. But I think you're going to see new faces, regardless, regardless of the gambling thing. I would say, give a quick hit for our friends at Hinterland Music Festival. Shout out to them. Uh, I'm actually going to have Sam Summers from Hinterland. I think it's fascinating. Is that next he, week? He's coming on this week to the Chris Williams podcast over on Iowa Everywhere. The, there's this giant music festival. Sam's an Iowa State grab, by the way. Huge Iowa State Oh, fan. really? There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's it, This giant worldwide, like, world-renowned music festival happens in St. Charles, Iowa, of all places. It's the Just craziest. There. I was in Kansas City. I drove it's, up. It's oh, the craziest gosh. deer. I actually listened to Saturday's headliner, Zach Bryan, on my way down to the Lake of the Ozarks. Just phenomenal. Like, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Bon Iver is on Friday night. Maggie Rogers is headlining Sunday. Get your tickets now. Hinterlandiowa.com. It is the 4th through the 6th of August. And you're also supporting a huge Iowa did, State guy. Did you listen to Oklahoma Smoke Show? Yeah, I listened to it all. I listened to... I, I just, won't sing it for you. It's... No, it's it's all over the radio. Right Don't now. need you to do that. Yeah. Also, want to give a shout out to our buddy Hopewood. I uh, was down at the sometimes when you're boating at the Lake of the Ozarks, you didn't, you, you didn't fall in. No, but sometimes you feel like yeah, I probably should have gotten that will. <laughs> Hopewoodjd.com. Holy mackerel! You can schedule an appointment on the right side of the screen. She's a great cyclone. Hopewoodjd.com. Use the promo code Fanatic. You can get your will in a day. A lot of people having babies. These babies are popping up all over the place with these Iowa Staters. Get the will done. Don't screw around with it. Estate planning. Uh, she does a great job. She's very affordable. The promo code Fanatic gets you fifty fifty dollars off. 
of that will in a day. The other Big 12 topic I have for you here, presented by our friends at Wiffles Hybrid. Hybrids. <sighs> Am I ever going to get that right? Nope. Um, nope. Did you see Kansas now is getting in the entertainment district game? No. So this Sports Business Journal, this came out on Friday. So here, here's what's interesting about it. They actually are going to make their football stadium smaller. Well, that's probably a good idea. They're going down to I have some thoughts on this, by the way. Thirty nine thousand seats. Yeah, it will be the smallest. Yeah, because Baylor's forty five. Yes, it will be the smallest in the Big Twelve. TCU's is pretty small too. So what they're wanting to build now, they haven't. Um, they haven't actually got this approved by like regents and stuff like that yet. But a fifty five thousand square foot conference center, a one hundred and seventy five room upscale hotel. A 2,500-seat concert and event venue. Nice. Smart. And that's all going to be right there. So what they want to do is take their 45,000-seat stadium to 39,000 and make a much better fan experience is what they say. I I mean, this This whatever for Kansas. But again, like I I give a shout-out to Pollard. Yeah, so so it begs the question, and great, there was a great – fanatic conversation on this on the message boards this week about what the heck to do with the Iowa State Center aka Stevens oh man I was there for a dance recital last week and this was on my mind the whole time and then Hilton as well because Jamie Jamie had a great interview with Keith Murphy on cakes and I encourage everybody to go listen to that was phenomenal it's probably the most newsworthy thing about Iowa State that happened this week and it wasn't really that newsy but Jamie's always so candid and honest that there was some stuff that even I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. They're going to read, and it's been in the works, but Hilton, they're going to redo Hilton a little bit, add some glass, make it a little bit more modern looking. And then basically what Jamie said is we need to do something with the rest of the Iowa State Center. Those buildings are old. They're starting to fall apart. And maybe the design was cool in the 50s and 60s when they were built. Dude. But they, they're not holding up well. and But it created this really interesting discussion seat up. I would love your opinion because you're a theater guy, right? Yeah. And you've Stevens been there Stevens Auditorium is the worst architecture I've ever... The See, fact that you have people to... people love it. it, it you have like, to walk upstairs to go downstairs to go to the bathroom with my three-year-old is maddening. But, it, but it's one like a building of the year. So do you want to tear down the whole thing? But if you redo the thing, it's like $50 million. I wish it doesn't have $50 million to redo. So <sighs> this it's is, this really interesting scenario yeah. of... So a couple things has ha- have happened. That era used to be a lot more prominent because Des Moines did not have Wells Fargo Arena. So a lot of the big acts would go to Stevens and go to Hilton. That hasn't happened recently. Mm-hmm. But and it's probably not Wells Fargo's not going anywhere. And they're not. It, it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. But I would say even like Coralville built a new event space. I mean, you've got some of these other event spaces that are popping up. Coralville isn't thirty minutes from Des Moines. It's it's not. It's not. But I man, they're just. I do think there something has to be done within the size side town spectrum for that whole space. I after being around the conference, those buildings were were great forty years ago. They just don't do it anymore. I mean, and there's so much money in conference I revenue. I don't disagree with and, you at all. I just, but how do you do it? Like you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars to redo all those things. You so, my, so what is like, what is the best expense here? So. <laughs> Kansas, I, Kansas has more money, and by the, and they can just, you know, they can just start over. And I'm guessing they're going to chop up, chop up's the wrong word, but they'll narrow their footprint of the football stadium and then build some other stuff around. How do I put this where I'm not 
being rude because I'm not trying to be. So, because like my mom and dad are part of this group, okay? Mm-hmm. Like there's this group of old time Iowa Staters, long time that they they're really protective about their their past, and I and I actually really appreciate that. I think I think it's great. Well, I guess your dad would probably be in this category for sure. I, I would think. Yeah. Um, there's been a I lot mean, of people that have put up with a lot of shit watching yeah. Iowa State over the years, and now and now like this new era's in, and well now they're moving our parking. Well, we've been here when things weren't right, and they get very de- defensive and very sensitive about that. And like I I got in a, not a fight, but my mom and dad were like, well, what are they going to do with all the parking and all this stuff? Like because they didn't they hadn't really comprehended until we were up there for this dance recital. Yeah, Nobody in my group, my wife included, could comprehend why are they tearing up all the tailgating lots? Because they're not locked into it like we are and most of the people listening to this podcast. And I'm trying to explain to them. All right, guys, listen. Like, I told the story about the Kansas scalper talking about how cheap Iowa State fans were with the tickets. Like, was that last week or the week before? A couple weeks ago, yep. Um, I, I'm trying to explain to them, you don't want your ticket prices to go up. You don't want to have to give more to have better parking. This right here is going to help curve all of that. That's and fair. that's what, like, I, I just... I wish we could pound into people's heads. It's That's like a great point. Yeah, I, I sure. I, I went to the ballet with a ex girlfriend when I was in college at Stevens, but I don't. You know, oh sure, I saw OAR there one time. Like whatever. I think I went to the Blue Man Group. Yeah. <laughs> but memories are, are just that. It from what I understand, that's not producing revenue for Iowa State. Well, it's Anymore. not. It's not even that. It's the cost to upkeep it would Correct. be well, it's, immense. Yes. And so the hope here's the hope. It's not an anti theater thing. Nope. Like I'm, I'm pro theater. I would make the argument that if you do something better, you would get better shows. Potentially, and then the, you hope that the revenue from the Sidetown project then spills over into re- being able to renovate those areas at Stevens and Fisher and Sheeman. Yes. Uh, and Hilton. I don't really care about the eyesore thing. That doesn't really impact me at all. Like I don't, I don't drive upon that area and be like, "Oh, that looks horrible." But it's more. I think of it more from a business and economic standpoint of surviving in this new world. And you have all these disadvantages around you. Like, why would you keep these if they're just? taking away from the pot that doesn't make any sense whatsoever and i've learned over the years that it's the same people that are super loud about their parking or whatever that are very loud when the team loses as well and like that's where pollard is coming from i've that's a really good really good baseline of like why is this happening it's it's because you need more revenue he's trying to, to, to without raising ticket prices jamie's yeah jamie's, you're gonna probably have to raise ticket prices too maybe yeah, they have. Jamie's trying to build more. I look at it like a financial portfolio. Don't have 100% of your savings in Bitcoin. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't have 100% of it in Google. Yep. It's a bad idea. You want to be diversified and how you can make revenue. He's trying to diversify Iowa State Athletics for the next 30 years okay, is so, what he's trying to do. So here's the interesting part. Let's okay, Let's do some math. Because I like math. And then these aren't going to be exact figures, but just roll with me here. So, roughly, from the numbers I've looked at, the goal for Cytown would be to generate for athletics an additional, I think, like $10 to $15 million per year. 
Okay. So that, that goes to scholarships, that goes to coaching salaries, to facilities, the, whatever. Then the biggest... The, and eventually paying the players. Yeah, I mean, so it just... Eventually, just, I eventually. think we'll be there. So the biggest, I think the biggest, and again, I'm, I we really should have Jamie on, because I would love to get in the nuts and bolts of this, because I think it all, it'd be really interesting, and we're going to do this. But the biggest revenue piece is from the, the quote-unquote condos that they're building, these private residences, these private tailgate suites that you can sleep in and they're they're 10 year leases from what i understand at x amount per year and they're expensive but yeah guys like you and me are good or no but but guys like tyrese halliburton maybe a great great opportunity for yeah. him right he's yeah. a guy that's going to come back to ames mm-hmm. have a place to go and you're right in the middle of it and i mean maybe what a cool party area too mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's all Tyrese is, is is there for, but it's a way to help out Iowa State, but then also have this really cool property. Um, so that's the majority of it. Right now, C-Dub, I believe last year, between football and men's basketball tickets, Iowa State made around $15 million. Football and basketball. Okay. So think about that. The amount of money you're you going to get from Sidetown, you're already, it's and that's with 61000 500 people going so so the point is this can really help out on the ticket sales and the parking and all that stuff so you make a really good point of you can't look at this as like an and or an or if you get the money from Sightown, then you don't have to double parking or you don't have to keep raising the the cyclone club and levels it, and you i don't think- have to raise the ticket prices and it keeps it keeps the entry points for your everyday Cyclone fan, which is super important to Iowa State, like they still want to have the mini packs and the hillsides and all those things. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Like in Iowa City, that is not a thing. Like mm-hmm. that is completely removed because they don't want to have that entry point. It still is important for Iowa State, but <laughs> this is the sacrifice. You know what it reminds me of? To do it. The town we live in, the tax abatements. <laughs> it's <laughs> like in Iowa City, they've taken away the tax abatement. In Ames, we've had a tax abatement for, what, 50 years because the teams always suck so much. So it's easy. And they've been begging you to go to games. Yes, that's a great point. Right? And now we don't have the tax abatement. Yep. And a lot of people in town are pissed. Here in Bondurant. Because it's like, right? Oh, I have to pay taxes for the first time now. And listen, like, I get it. If I'm a 65-year-old man and I've been going to games since the Earl Brew, I don't know, whatever. Like, I don't like my stuff getting screwed with, but this is about the future, not the past. And, and I just want to keep trying to yep. tell people. And then digging into a lot of these numbers, I would say there's still some Big 12 schools that are getting money from the university to subsidize athletics. Iowa State doesn't. Yeah. So, And that ain't like, going to happen in this state. It's not. So that's why... This is a state that's going after its student-athletes for betting on sports. So I think you're... you're <laughs> they're not, they're not going to cut Iowa State any... Breaks. From what I understand, this whole thing started at Iowa, and they just brought Iowa State in. Thanks it. a lot. Okay, so nice. and, and whatever our yeah. guys screwed up too. I'm not, but my point being, that's never going to be a deal. If if the University of Iowa has a hundred million dollar television contract, and they will, Iowa State's is at twenty. Let's say down the road. Do you really think the Regents are going to be like, yeah, let's fund Iowa State? Hell no, that's not happening in this state. Sorry, some would probably be happy. Um, All right, I just had to get that no, up. So, but I thank you for bringing that up because I think sometimes that gets lost. Of man, I'm losing all this stuff. It's like, well, wait a second. It's you're not losing it. It's almost like a a 
sacrifice is the wrong word. I'm not trying to be dramatic here, but um, you know, at least a way to keep Iowa State competitive while still maintaining that Iowa State experience of being accessible. Yeah, I mean, you you can still do buy a hundred dollar season ticket for a kid. That's that yeah. doesn't happen anywhere else. Uh, Missis- uh, Mississippi River Brew <laughs> Brewing. Mississippi River Distilling is hosting us for uh, the road show coming up in eastern Iowa over in LeClaire on July 15th. It is a Saturday night. We wanted to give these guys a great date this year. Have you got the players lined up yet for that? Or Figuring it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah whatever. We'll We're going to have some football players. We're going to have some football players. We're going to have some football players with us. we got to find the right ones. Yep, but that's coming up in that's twenty days from now, twenty one days from now, whatever. You guys, we are selling tickets to this, so go all over Cyclone Fanatic social media, and um, you can find your tickets to this. Our friends over at Cody and, Road, and they make great, great drinks, but they're great honestly, guests as well. Seriously, reach out to me or post on the message boards if you guys have a preference for a player too. They like to hear that stuff. So if there's somebody you want over there at in the Claire for that event. Let me know and we'll make sure they show up. It's the least we can do. Yeah, for, for a sure. Guy, Ryan Burchett. That'll be fun. We'll that place our- is inc- that I I've been there a couple times. That place is incredible and well worth making a weekend. Make it a weekend. Hang out. Mississippi River, there's hotels, there's everything right there, right here in the state of Iowa. All right. Um, elsewhere, we'll, we're going to get to these mailbag questions as we, we have a ton of them. Oh, my gosh, so many. Really, really good stuff by all of our great Twitter followers. Um, I don't even know where to start. I asked for four or five, <laughs> and honestly, we could probably do – we got 52. There was, yeah, there was like 50 we questions. 52. We can't do that. Sorry. But there were some really good ones. Um, <sighs> there was a couple on the uh, on the beer. So, There's a couple I, on the beer situation. I do. I do have one. Yeah, oh, we'll do the beer one. Let's do the beer situation. I and got then, some updates. And then I have a officiating one that was really good. yes. And I I'd like to answer that question. And we too. haven't touched on this yet. Yes. The beer. Do you want to give us an update on the We Will beer? Should we Should we go there first? Yeah. Should we break some news? Do you want to break it? Well, we're gonna break some news. We're not okay. Break all the news. Okay. We're gonna break yeah, some yeah. news. Well, I want it to be special for you and how you no, worked is. hard on no, this. No, this is it, it. There's more coming on this, but so. Man, what a whirlwind, the whole beer thing. So let me give the background for everybody. Can I get – and ahead. I, I want to give you props. <laughs> I don't need any props. Well, I said to Brent after all this happened, I go, I wouldn't even do one. <laughs> I told you that. I was like, I wouldn't even do it because whatever ha- – like people are going to just – like nobody's going to be happy. Yeah. The Iowa fans are going to make fun of you. Yep. But you did. I've seen the results, and it's – considerably better than I ever could have drawn up. The name is perfect. Um, I love the brewery you're teaming with. You guys knocked it out of the park. So really good job. Well, well thank you. And again, and I thought that this know, would be a failure. Honestly, I, I thought I, that this would be a deal where it's it, just like, it's not even worth it. Was it was on life support a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really, you did a really good job. Well, and again, I don't, I, I would just, let me just preface, preface with this. And I, we're going to get the official news this week. Maybe even Monday is the goal. Uh, but I have learned more about C-Dub, and you, you know about this world more than I do until this week. Trademarks, oh, logos, God. marks, names, Luckily, multimedia rights. They're very particular there, but they're very nice ladies, too. Yes. So, so that's, that, that helps. So that's, yeah. that was the They're very line. nice ladies. So let me just give you the back, because this is an interesting story. This is the, And I think people would find this 
this this is politics and NIL and athletics right now, and it all comes together. This is a perfect, safe example of what's going on. Long story short, kudos to Iowa. They come up, they have this brilliant idea, the Iowa Collective, the Swarm Collective, to team up with Exile to do, it's called the Swarm Golden Ale. And Exile is going to donate whatever percentage for every swarm that is sold. So I'm thinking, shoot, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Well done, guys. So I call yeah. this, I call Exile and say, hey, do you want to turn this into a, like a Cyhawk thing? You can make a competition for the deal and fire up both fan bases. And I respect them. They said, absolutely, no, we're not interested. Uh, we want to protect our partnership with Iowa, and, and we, don't, we don't want your business right now. So, fair enough. Okay. Reached out to a couple other notable breweries Seems in the state. Short-sighted yep. to me. But. I reached out a couple, and they had these, the same thought of, we don't want this to be political for us. We, want it, we don't want to alienate uh, the other, one, one fan base or the other. You have to love the school. Yes. Like you have to really like to do it. I, I get it. So I was just like Ryan at Mississippi River. He is a clone to the bone. My guy grandpa right there. played there. Like yep. he, he, taking, he was especially in Eastern Iowa. You're taking a yeah. risk. Over he was there. Cy. And I think he would tell you if he were here with it, how much it is done for Cody Road sales in the state of Iowa. And damn it. If you're listening to this, keep buying. Yes, please. Because it matters yes. to these people. It does. And they've seen a huge jump because of. You guys, fanatics. Yep, and everything else. So I'm, so I'm got to the point. Like, what do we do? Like, we nobody really wants to partner with us because they're afraid of upsetting the Iowa fans. Which, whatever reason. So, and then I get Ted Flynn involved. We get Ted Flynn involved. So, Ted, I need your help. <laughs> so Ted, get you on the bat phone. So you were have, there this night. It was oh, yeah. a Thursday night at uh, yeah. at Wellman. It says Ted. <laughs> I need you to get the word out that we need some brewers interested with an Iowa State beer because I was kind of at my wits end, and Ted's like, "I got you." <laughs> and so it started this this storm of, and then seriously, Ted puts a tweet out. It goes nuts <laughs> on a Thursday night. I get up Friday morning. I have six emails from brewers that's in the amazing. state saying, "Hey, we want in." Boy, that social media is powerful. It was, it was really cool. But so we we've had some discussions. There was some other freaking Ted Flint. Ted Flint. Ted Flint's the hero in this whole thing. Do you know Ted Flint's going to Circa with me in August? I don't think you can keep up with Ted Flint. Oh don't try. God. Don't don't try to do it. So, long story short, had a lot of discussion. Got into some details with Learfield, who's Iowa State's rights partner. And so mm-hmm. they control the mark. Um, trademark for Iowa State. Then you have to deal with C-Dub, the name of a beer, which can't be named anything like that elsewhere. Yeah, I've dealt with that with Barntown when we did those beers back in the day. And the design and all this other stuff. So our, our main goals were, number one, a beer that's available throughout the state of Iowa. At the very least, it needs to be accessible at all the grocery stores, convenience stores, all that stuff. So there were some other brewers that reached out that don't quite have the reach, and I appreciate them reaching out, but I was like, yeah. that's a big deal um, that people can get it, can access to this. And, and two, it's a beer you can smash at your tailgate. Mm-hmm. So we've developed, and you'll hear the name of it, and the design will be released this week. What I want to announce right now, we are partnering with West O out of Okaboji. Love they it. distribute statewide. Um, They're really good. Really too. good beer. And we are th- they're Iowa State alumni, so it's even cooler. That's awesome. They stepped up to the plate. Now they're we going- need to get them with Burchett. And do some sort of like barrel age. And this is just the start of yeah. Westo's relationship with Iowa State. They are awesome people. They have been incredible 
in this whole process and more will be coming, but it'll be available statewide. C-Dub, and we're hopeful to have the first batch potentially ready by Ragbri in Ames. Oh, nice. To have a little little taste test at well, Ragbri. And Optimistic. The, so we are also going to be doing a uh, Cyclone Fanatic Roadshow. We had the week narrowed down. It's going to be a couple weeks before the season, but we're going to do a golf tournament in Storm Lake. It'll be there. And, yeah, we're going to do a release of that as well. We're going to have the beer that is going – and I've got a name. I've got a design. I'm waiting for final approval from people that need to approve it at Iowa State because don't want to get in the hot water with the copyright situation. Those people have a hard job because they – I really appreciate them. They're they're very good at their job. They're very thorough. Um, They're very kind about it. They're not not jerks about it. That job – when those jobs, when all you do is give people bad news – Oh my gosh! It would be really hard, and then I, they do a nice. I I really appreciate those ladies. And then there. honestly, Iowa State Athletics has been super helpful. Yeah, that's they great. have their own brand to, to protect, and I get it. Yep. But long story short, it's coming. It's going to be here by late July, early August at the latest. And I think this beer is going to be really, really good. I get a taste test next week, Cita. Um, but the people at Westo, their owner Matt, an Iowa State alumni, kids go to Iowa yeah. State now. Looking forward to meeting him. Just a just an amazing family, and they have been nothing short of phenomenal. And and I'm telling you, guys, I know you may look at it, and and trust me, we went through several iterations. I just hope you support it no matter what. This is our beer. This is Iowa State's nil beer. Yeah. And and literally, uh, over two dollars of every case will go towards the We Will Collective. Big time. Which is. Amazing. That'll be a nice so You're so you're Iowa talking about drink a lot of beer. Uh, cases, kegs, taps—they're called case equivalents. Anyway, the people at Westo have been awesome, and we're we're rolling with the only better water in the state of <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> the names is from the Great Lakes of Okaboji. So super pumped, and that news is coming this week. I hope. So really thank you for asking. Looking forward to that. The can is sick. Uh, you guys, you guys killed. We, we had a lot of limitations, it. but we're, we're trying it. to make the best. You did I, a can really I also good job. give a shout out to uh, members of our board? Everybody knows on Cyclone Twitter, but Brooke Johnson and Steph Copley, who yeah. have been phenomenal in, in helping us get to this. Well, they're smarter than you. They they are completely smarter than me, and I'll tell you. There were a couple times I'm like, guys, should we just even do this anymore? I told because you not to. I told you not even to waste your it time. It was banging your head against the wall in a couple of these situations, but I, it's all going to turn out great, and I really hope. You all support Westo on this, but then yeah. every other beer they have. They do a quality product and are amazing people. I like their beers. They do one of the cocoa-type stouts, cocoa I think. Cocoa stout, yeah. Yep. That, that I really always pick up in, well, the, and, uh, in the wintertime. And I just want to emphasize, it's going to be statewide. So, cool. You know, I think it would help. So they, they run through Dahl Distributing in Des Moines, a couple other big distributors. So it will be everywhere. But again, when this, can, when this comes out, Whatever you can do social media-wise yeah. to push your stores Absolutely. to carry it, it's only going to help the cost. Frankie Fernald, with, so John Higgins, tell me what's going on here. He wants to know what the future of officiating looks like. So John Higgins is not going to be on the court anymore, right? Yeah, so he's uh, the supervisor for officials for kind of a conglomerate of leagues. So he, we no longer get Hollywood and Hilton. That sucks. He's out. Although, with the way Otzelberger plays, maybe it's good. We want all these shitty ones there that they don't call fouls. So, so somebody else had a really good question on officials. I'm going to find it because it was, it was actually I had a great conversation about this on Friday with an official. Uh, here we go. Simon, our guy Simon. Here's Simon's question. He says, I love all the unique ideas by your mark coming from the Big 12. What about officials? Pay them more, make them employees, and lock up some good ones. Then have the calls broadcast live like rugby. Would be nice to have explanations. Interesting point. Mm. I have a birdie. 
I know you have some birdies, Mm -hmm. that in the Big 12 meetings, Big 12 football meetings, the head coach from Ames, Iowa, presented this idea. You know, you could see you could see Matt after uh, last year being upset with the officials, mm-hmm. and his stance wasn't these guys all suck. It was we need to help these guys out more. Like, why are we the fourth conference? Because we don't pay them enough. Mm-hmm. So Matt's suggestion, and I think the, the it was a good one that, that apparently gained some traction, is we need to be at the forefront of compensation for officials for both football and basketball. So we can get these guys that are going to the SEC and the Big Ten. So we don't have the the goat rodeos that we saw yeah. a couple of times God, last year. It's been so bad. And and so you know, I think that's that's the type of person Campbell is always like. Rather than blame them, and there was a couple of really awful games. Yeah. I can think of about four. Um, let's try because these guys are really they're Chris. They're part timers for yeah. football. They fly yeah. in on a Friday, mm-hmm. do the game, and like the guy that did the Baylor game is a high school principal down in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 don't get paid enough to dedicate their full time job. The NFL guys do now. The NBA guys do now, and that's why generally I think those leagues are better officiated because those guys can hone their crap just with that. They don't have to go teach third grade during mm-hmm. the week. Mm-hmm. So yes, but on the basketball side, Higgins is now a supervisor. He will not be in Hilton anymore. But I feel good that he at least is in the. I think that guy's a, a good dude and will will help at least on the recruiting and and teaching of the officials. But it, we're, in a, we're in an interesting time because a lot of these older guys are now retiring or getting out into supervisory roles. Yeah, and who the hell wants to be a ref now? Honestly, like people are just ripping you on social it's media. Tough. Like it, it's it's way well, harder. Well, even Higgins got some death threats from Kentucky fans that I think ruffled his feathers, and he's a pretty easygoing guy. So I think, yeah, interesting times for officials. I'm guessing, C-Dub, if that conversation is happening in the Big 12 – the SEC and the Big Ten are already having those conversations. So you could almost have, just like the portal, a, a battle of, of getting the best talent and officiating next in these college conferences. This question has eight likes, so clearly people want to know. how biz- James wants to know, how bizarre is it to cover the Iowa State football program right now with the gambling situation looming, restricting your ability to project the season? I'm not even trying, James. Like, I, I'm really not. I'm waiting to... I I I can't. Um, normally by now I would have my win by win, you know, my game by game win loss project. I I'm not it's even going to try. I'm I'm not, and we don't even know who I was going to have. Right, like they're in the same spot. That's the second game of the season, and it's not, not even going to try. And it's not only. I hope it's done by media days. Gosh, I don't think it will be now. I and thought it was going to be done like a month. You think ago. it's hard for us? What about the coaches who don't know? They yeah, don't know. I'm they assuming know. they they know the players. They know involved. who it is. But they, they can don't at know least the like they're just going to go and p- project they're not going to be there, and then hope you get a boost. That's I would, exactly that's yeah. You're dead on. That's how they're doing it. Like with us, we don't even know for sure who these guys are. I have a pretty good idea, but like nobody's. That's the thing. Like I think that fans are like, well, text your sources. They're not telling us who these guys are. But nope. you, yeah, it's it sucks. It's been a bad summer uh, just all the way around. I, James, I'll, I'll, it, it's really taken the from, fun out of it. Normally, I would know these big 12 rosters by now. I don't really, I haven't really cared. I got to get going on that this week. I'll say this. It's, it's, it's frustrating from a fan and media perspective. I think from a football staff perspective, for good or bad, you, they are doing just what you said. They're moving yeah, on. I think it's, they're it's, probably worrying about it less than we are. 100%. Because yeah. they're like, you know what? If this happens, it's, I mean, and this is this is unfortunate 
but it's it's the, the kind of the, your attitude, the way you have to compartmentalize. They're treating these like injuries. Yeah. Okay, these are now injuries that have happened, for lack of a better term, and we move on to the next man up. And they feel like they've got some young guys, like we talked about early, earlier in the podcast, that can step up and be factors. And uh, you just give them the keys a little bit earlier than expected. But the problem, C-Dub, is you don't know if they're gone for good or just gone for a half or yeah, a game or a game or two. Or And I don't even know if we and, will know. And then what do you do? Or, because like part of me gets the feeling they're not going to come out with a press release and say, this player got caught gambling. He's out six games. Unless it comes from the NCAA. Doesn't it feel like it'll be a violation of team rules? Man, I mean... I mean, we get that every year. Yeah. Well, this guy failed a drug test in April... This guy, you know, it's a vile. They don't tell you what they did. They've never done that. So, like, I, I think fans are just waiting for one day. There's yep. going to be a press release sent out, and I just don't feel like that'll happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I unless think- there's removals from the team, and then I think they will announce it. They should. Yeah, I, I would. I would hope. But you, I don't know if they legally can say why. I don't think they can. Yeah. That's where I'm telling fans, like, I don't know. There's if- a... We had a a, big threat on our premium board the other day. Like, for some reason, some poster thought he had heard that the ball was going to (laughs) drop. That's what happened. It's like the Pac-12 media deal, though. But that's not how it's going to go down. And then we get, like, and then they want us to, like, but the thing is, I can't just rumor monger and say, this guy got busted for underage sports betting. Like, because if you're wrong... You get and I don't have anybody on the yeah. record yeah. saying that stuff, so it's really a bad spot. Really quick shout out to our friend Jeremy Danielson. Check him out at DanielsonLaw.com. If you're going on vacation here in the next few weeks, which many of you are, know that you can have an online notary service from a big Iowa stater like Jeremy Danielson and his wife Sarah. DanielsonLaw.com. That's a cool deal. You can be. You could be in Tahiti, and you can have the folks at DanielsonLaw.com to be your notary. I was driving on I-35 today, and I saw a personalized plate that had Iowa plates that said notary. Like, is, that, is, that, is that Danielson? It's Danielson. Is that Danielson? Uh, you could also call our friend Colin Newell. He will get you hooked up with your insurance from anywhere in the world, I'm sure. You did that process. It's really, really quick so, and easy. It took two days. Yeah, there you And go. that was... Me just, sending my paperwork. And yeah, then, you just flip it right I over. Got, he does all the work. Six hundred bucks. There so, you go. So here's the other thing. I met with Colin uh, a couple weeks ago. I've been thinking about this, and it's not a conversation you want to bring up, but he did it in a very respectful way. He's like, "Have you thought about life insurance for your kids?" He's like, "Did you know that there are policies in place that are really, really cheap, for lack of a better term, but that could have benefit to them." Not just if they've... You don't have life insurance for your kids? I don't. Oh, yeah, I did that. I don't. But you can do a couple different policies for a very minimal amount that... Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm doing that this week. Yeah, good. Get that done with your guy calling Newell. Our guy calling Newell. He's like, just give me a call. Give me some some numbers. Former Cyclone. Brock Purdy touch his ass, folks. All the time. Colin Newell just... Again, I tell you, just uh, Google it, and it's going to give you all of his great information with our friends from Farm Bureau... Financial services. He really is phenomenal. Is that a bad promo? Brock Purdy used to touch his ass. Well, I'll say this. I know some of the people at Farm Bureau Financial Services, that's probably not something that they're putting in their national ad well, campaign. 
Uh, Heath wants to know, Cyclone Fanatic has added wrestling coverage, more women's basketball coverage, and racing coverage with Always Race Day. Where do you see expanding to in the next five years? Always Race Day is a different company. That is, uh, I have a different company, 712 Media, which owns that one. But yes, we have expanded. We have Iowa everywhere now. Uh, I'm just very passionate about the local media thing. Um, I can promise you if we weren't locally owned, we would not have added wrestling and women's basketball coverage. There's no corporate entity in the world that would be like, oh, let's spend money on those things. Uh, honestly, I want to... We we need to do streaming for our podcast at some point. Yeah. That's I saw Woody and uh, Stanford. Yeah, that we great. tested that out. Looked really. Good. I think I'm going to convince you to do that on Wednesdays. Yep, if, I'm in. If at all People possible. Look at my face. Yeah, we're going to start doing more more of the streaming stuff. You're going to see some of that I with more, game I watches this year. More hair than Woody. Think about like what Barstool does when they have a game watch and the guys like sitting there analyzing it and reacting. I'm probably going to do a lot of that this year. Um, and what then about, I wrote about me with officials. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Like, there's this bad call. We're at a review. What do you think, Bloom? I actually like this idea because I think I'd we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd educate, and it would be great with you and me because we're totally different fans, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, this we're is that we've different. talked about. Should we? <laughs> we're totally like, different. We are. So I think we'll do a lot of that, and then really, like, I just we push it all the time. It's really hard to do independently when we don't have a network, but we need to do better with our recruiting coverage. We just need to keep doing yes, more and more I and more of that. Completely agree. Um, and we got to, we got to get better at that. We got to keep, keep grinding that out. It's just hard. The recruiting thing. I mean, I can tell you my process back when I started at scout on Sunday afternoons, I would call the landline of like 15 kids and you just pray that you could get a hold of them and that mom would tell them that they tell them to call you back after they were out at the pool with their girlfriend or whatever. And it was such a, such an easier deal. Well, now these guys all have, you know, a million it, it's, it's become quite the thing, but our, I really think the value that our premium subscriptions have are is really top notch. We may not be doing the day-to-day recruiting type thing like your 247s, but that's never really what that was created for. It was, one, to support our free website, right? You appreciate the Cyclone coverage to, you know, to pay for our wrestling coverage, to pay for our women's basketball coverage, to pay for us to be at the media days to give you guys all that information. And two, I think you get some really unique and cutting edge insight on the programs from guys like me and bloom and stansbury and and connor's kind of been getting in the mix now so listen i don't want to spread out too much with cyclone fanatic because i think we have a really good thing and we just need to be better at what we do that would be my answer to it good things coming i hope so i can't believe we're almost a year so i started at cf in 09 so we're almost a year 15 that is, you know, wild. Since I moved this back up here, podcast is over three years old now. This one is, yeah. But room, well, we, we were eleven, we were doing 10, it in 10, 11. Yeah, no, even we had. <laughs> don't Google it. We had a horrible podcast when I was in Orlando and you were in, yeah, in Shan. We were trying to, we we're just, we're trying, just trying to, to make it, man. We we're just trying to figure it out. Like you would call me on like a landline. We'd talk about Deontay Garrett for forty-five minutes. Michael wants to know, does Iowa State football and basketball seem to be landing higher-rated recruits more than usual? What are the factors, three to four factors, that are helping these young men committing to Iowa State? I mean, I have my huh. answer to it. Um, 
I, I think that for Campbell, the longevity is huge. Track record. Yeah. NFL. Yeah. And, it, and it's just like that staff has been together and they, like, the people can just brush off the word culture because so many people say it now. But it's when true. you walk into Matt's office, like that building, it's, 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 it's special. And then would they do such a good job? I mean, these, these players all have player hosts, right? Yeah. And some places they only pick a handful of the hosts because they're like, Oh boy, what if they say the wrong thing to this guy? Mm-hmm. And I always say, it's like, if you're in our program, we trust that you will tell the truth. And guys like that. I mean, it's, it's a relationship deal for Iowa State. Trust me, it's not NIL. I wish it was. I wish that was a big part of the success. Uh, now, hopefully we've helped a little bit, just you know, stay above water. But for, for football and basketball both, it's... I'll tell you the, the basketball one. The relationships are so good, so strong, that uh, people want to be around both staffs. It's the same reason why Fred Hoiberg brought him back to replace him. TJ Otzelberger is a top five recruiter in college basketball. Tell me if I'm lying. The class that he assembled with uh, the, the what should I say, resources he had, maybe number one. Oh, absolutely is number one. I mean, I, if you put those parameters on it, oh no doubt. He is a top five recruiter in college basketball, and it helps to have absolute junkier dogs like Kyle Green and Nate Schmidt and, and J.R. Blount. And then Micah, you, your interview with Micah was phenomenal. That guy holds it all together. He's He's great. Micah Byers is salt of the but earth. But then it's just Thomas great... Pollard. Like there, there are so many people that people don't realize. Like Thomas Pollard's very involved now. Like he's been a part of it. And then Jamie's very involved in every single recruit that comes on campus too. So it's not just. And this is this is where I think the the big picture, right? It's not like okay, this is TJ or it's only Matt. Where Iowa State's going to win in recruiting and in college athletics in general is if everybody's on the same page. And that is exactly how Iowa State has to because if you're not on the same page, you do not have the the ammunition to to compete. You just don't. You don't have the donors, you don't have the resources, you don't have the facilities. The only way Iowa State's gonna be successful here is if everybody's going the same direction. And I think that's the strength in recruiting, is because you get a guy on campus and you say, Listen, we've got the support of this guy, this guy, this guy, we're all on the same page, and let's go. And if you come here, you're gonna be part of the family. It's legit. Same with women's basketball, too. I also, and I just go back to the... And wrestling. This is basketball more than football. Football's Actually, I think we're kind of getting to this in football, but it hasn't really been a thing in the past, but I think it will be in the next two or three years. Guys want to play. I've said this from day one. They want to play. Like, a guy like Oshun could have made 10 times the amount of money last year at Florida, but he would have been... Wanted to come start and play at Iowa State with, Jer- like the the relationships matter and playing time matters. And I think what you've said with football hasn't really been a thing yet, but it's going to be where it's like, oh well, we play freshmen and sophomores, or you could go here and you could make some more money, but you're going to be hopefully seeing the field as you're a junior. They want to play. It evens the playing field a little bit. That's the advantage Iowa State's going to have. I mean, the sooner you can play. Like the Bill Freelers of the world, the uh, the Jeremiah Coopers, the Miles Purchases, those guys got on the field right away. I do think C Dub, you're going to have four to eight true freshmen that see the field for Iowa State. That's huge in recruiting. So yes, I it's not it's not just a motto. It's it's the truth that those guys have a pretty special thing going on there with how everybody gets along and, and is on the same page, and uh, that's what I, it's going to take for Iowa State to stay competitive. 
Uh, Christopher, what is it going to take for Iowa State football to take the next um, for to get to the point? I guess when six and six is the floor. Well, okay, so this is loaded, and I've told you my theory on this new Big Twelve and, and where I think Iowa State is going to settle. You could argue that's right now. Okay, like you went four and eight last year. I understand that. Yeah. But this is now, it's what, what, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. It's five years in a row. Yeah. Of bowl games. Seven or more wins. Yeah. You so already, like, but like mathematically, you're there. Yes. Um, and I would also say, like, man, like you go four and eight last year, but so, I mean, the amount of like, you weren't getting killed other yeah. than towards TCU the end. Got, TCU got out of hand. Yeah. That's, that's another story. So, again, though, that's why I think this year is important to them. Yes. Because do you do you make it two yes. years of that, or was that a blip in the radar? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait. Talk to me in well, look at, November. Look at TCU, right? So they started to trend. They're, uh, the, 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 when you sold your stock of Gary. Yep. Correctly trend, so. Started to trend. You're like, uh-oh. Um, but then it, boom. Get some new faces. What do you think about... Fast. I saw uh, Gundy make some comments last week. He said something along the lines of, I got surprised once, it won't happen again. Hmm. I don't know. Do you believe in Gundy? Well, there are some people uh, that, that have. So our guy, Ari Temkin from Big 12 yeah. Series really XM. Yeah, I like him. He's sharp. I think he had Oklahoma State in his top three. Really? Maybe, I, maybe I've maybe i missed something so we, there. So do we need to relook at Oklahoma State? I, mean, I like Ari. Ari's, Ari's smart. really good. Maybe that's a team that I need to reassess. I would say if you want to value play, maybe it's them. I have no idea what they have. I don't know. I know Sanders is gone after. I do years. think there's an aspect of Gundy, which is what I've always liked about him. The whole Oklahoma thing. There's a little bit of Campbell with them where it's like they like being doubted. I just gonna say that. Yeah. This is why Matt is pumped up for this year. Yeah. Matt's guy, is like that guy's is like a new guy. He's like, let's I, I don't Let's talk F to him, him go. nearly as much as I used to, but when I have seen him lately, he's been as amped up and like positive as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and I don't know what you know what changed, right? Like what? Okay, so you were you were the underdog, then you become the new person on the scene, then you became the hunted, and it was kind of a transition. You had a disappointing twenty twenty one. 2022 last year, great start, and then kind of fell apart for a variety of reasons. This is a big year. It's like, what are you now? Like, you can, it's it's twofold. It's, okay, we're still here. But then second second to that is, this is a new conference. Who's going to be the alpha in the new conference? And I don't know if a, Iowa State will be the alpha, but, man, if, is, if Matt Campbell's half. the head coach, I don't I, think they're going to be, I don't, I think they're right around the middle. And that's where I was And if you're there, then you can jump up every now and then and bite. Yep. And that's why it's like you got to – this is a big year. I mean, from from a support standpoint, from everything else, it's got to keep the train on the tracks. And I, I, I like the guys they got. I think the staff is getting along well, as as I've heard recently. It feels a lot more like 2017 than it did maybe last offseason at this time, meaning that I think people are more hungry. Uh, Matt's talked about it this summer. Of there's a there's a there's a challenge in having success, in that it's the adversity of success of where now you're the big dog and you maybe take a take it a little bit more easy than you did in the past. You're getting doubted again. Can Iowa State stand up like they did in 16, 17, and 18? That's the fun part of this year. I honestly see it up the gambling thing. I think it's a it's a in a weird way, 
I think it, it could be a good thing in the long run. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because it's like, all right, I got, I we got all this, you know, stuff happening. But ultimately, at the core of it, it's not one individual, it's all of us. Let's prove them all wrong. Because when this stuff comes out, and I'm, hopefully it does, you're going to miss some pe- some guys for some time. Now, what that time is, we're not sure. But it's going to make news, and everyone's going to go look at, oh my gosh, what happened to Iowa State? You can see it already. But it's that point where Campbell's been the best, and I think this program's ready to go of. We'll show you wrong when you, when you, uh, when you start doubting us. All right, last one for this show. And maybe we can snag some of these next week, Man, too. This, this has been a fun one. Da Bomb 32. Like Ryan Bomb? Yeah, apparently. Remember Ryan Bomb? Which elite punt return. Yes, uh, punt return for a touchdown, you and I. Oh, six. Which new Big 12 team will develop the biggest rivalry with Iowa oh. State? Well, is this football? I, I think I'm, I, 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 I truly believe you're all going to hate BYU. Yeah. And I, I, I think that we all in unison will hate Central it, Florida because they're just a I'm bunch go of them. rich kids. They feel very anti-Iowa State to me. I'm going to go with them because being in Orlando, I've lived in Orlando. Yeah, not, not our people. But and, then you got like Holgerson down at Houston. Yeah, but they're they're. He's like, not going to be there very much longer. He's like, going to get fired. It's like as a Vikings fan, you dislike the Houston Texans. No, they're just kind of there. I think that's the Cougars. Now, Kelvin Sampson is a different thing. Although I think he's only got a year or two left. That thing's going to come crumbling down. There's going to be a basketball game in Provo that we're yeah, all that's like. the thing. Is UCF's going to be not a factor in basketball for no. a while. So it's like you really can't hate them. They're almost like TCU in basketball. I don't know. Maybe it is well, BYU, well, but well, BYU. Campbell, make it one with Cincinnati. Could. I mean, you're going to be I mean, I don't know. competing a little bit with them. You've got the bunch of Ohio guys and Iowa State staff. I genuinely, like, I don't know why I feel this way. I just, I don't like Central Florida. I don't think, I think they're going to be the. And I can't help but like BYU because they're rivals with Utah. Mm-hmm. And I hate Utah. That is I'm, the second worst fan base I've ever dealt with. I'm going to say UCF is the leader in the clubhouse for that answer. Is that going to be a rivalry or just do you just hate them? Like, I, I just can't see that being a rivalry. But interestingly, so here's the so West Virginia was a rival right away. Remember when uh, Geno Smith's pushing down Wally Burnham and yeah. DeAndre Kane's kicking him in the chest, and Monte yeah, Morris oh, got yeah. hit over the head in that game. Uh, but then they're now they're kind of our bros, right? Like we're kind of the because of the softball baseball thing. We're kind of the Riot Brothers together. We feel good about West Virginia a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. UCF zero commonality, zero. Yeah, they, none. I agree. With you. There's no. It's them. That's the answer. That's the answer. Tim, this is hard. This should be like a separate podcast. We're going to do one more, and each of us are going to give one. Okay? I don't like you, Or One in basketball, one in football okay. here. Yep. Okay, sorry. Yep. Tim wants to know, to, he says, rank your top Iowa State wins in any sport over the past decade. Oh. The football one I have off the top of my head, it, it was 2020 Texas. Ooh, that's a good. See, that doesn't yeah. get brought up enough. That's, that's a the, really good one. That's a, I mean, come on. Right, that go, is a really, really good one. Go to the Twitter. Campbell decides to punt there towards. Oh my God! What, what are they doing? He's Rory, punting to lose. Rory Walling. Yep. And then they pin him. They you get know, him back. Purdy leads him down. That is good. That that's probably my favorite Iowa and State miss, win ever. And Dicker the kicker missed it. Yeah, I love that win. It's at Texas. The five star culture. Good. That was good. 
you know. Quick story for and that. And it's in the middle of COVID, so can it gives I, you. Can I tell you a quick story of that game and why my my mind, I wasn't all the way there. So it's in the middle of COVID. The mm-hmm. game's at 11 in the morning. Uh, I am assuming, I'm assuming, like even other schools at the time would have a media meal for that game. Texas did not. So Texas has this two hundred million dollars. It's COVID. You couldn't. They did not have coughs in the south. They did not have a meal for us. So okay. I, we're thinking, okay, there's gonna be a media meal. Walters, me, Heft, uh, Bruns, and Botholt and Grummer go to a Chick Fil A at five fifteen in the morning. That was the only meal we had until like seven o'clock at night because oh nothing, God, they didn't have any just, meals. You guys were just starving. I was just starving. Like that whole second half, I'm like, I'm just hungry. I need to eat something. Feed me. Feed me. But then, yeah, anyway, that was, that's what I remember. But we did fly. Uh, the nice thing is we, we did get the Iowa State private plane because we couldn't fly with the team. Or else that would have been a hell oh of a long God, drive. Yeah, I remember all of this. Hell, now. And this was Thanksgiving. Remember, we we had yeah. like a giant turkey here on your Traeger. Yeah, we and did. We flew down. I made everybody Thanksgiving dinner that because day. Friday yep. it was a Friday afternoon game. I forgot about the all ESPN this. people weren't even there. Wow, they were. It was Matt Barry and somebody else. It was a little Golick, and they were in Bristol. Oh, a lot of stories for that game. So my answer that's a really good one. Often forgot about. But I'll say Oklahoma in 17 just yeah, to be generic. Definitely it's a it's just, classic. It's just fantastic. Like, just surreal. The whole thing was surreal. That was like uh, the two feels. Like, the Oklahoma game was like, holy shit, this was a surprise. The Texas game was goddamn right. We were here. Yes, totally. You know. There are two, two separate reasons to be emotional. One was yeah. almost like a shock emotion, and two was, you're right. We're here. This is ours. We beat you at your own thing. I think if you go look back a little bit further... I would even say the Rhodes win at Nebraska was maybe yeah, one of my so that's favorites. Fifteen years ago, yeah, yep, that because was good. that was just like so, um, just cool the way it. it, you know, it sucked for a really weekend. long time. Yep. Rhodes did the whole so proud thing. You, you were the backup quarterback, backup running back. You know, it, it was a really neat win. Yep, that would be one of mine um, for basketball. And I, this is just a thing because it's on the top of my head. I, I'm not saying it's my favorite. But it's definitely one of was the North Carolina win to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, that's Niang gotta be up there. Niang had just broken his foot. Yep. You go in as a three seed. You have really high hopes. He goes down. You're down in the dumps, and then you 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 beat the Blue Blood. Right. Like I I don't remember specifically. I want to say that game went off as like a pick'em. It did. DeAndre Kane game winner. Yeah. But Daniel Ladozzi started. And I just, the reason I know that I told you guys, I interviewed coach drew for the book and I'm writing about this. Down in San Antonio. I'm writing about this game. And like, that was one of the most awesome locker rooms I'd ever been a part of. So down eight, I'll, I'll throw you that one. Yeah. Right down now. eight with two minutes left. I think Naz had a couple big threes. Yeah. Really? That's, that's definitely, and that's there. I'll say the Michigan game in 14 qualifies yeah. here. With Johnny or that was great. Just the whole situation. Just so happens that was Johnny's last game in Hilton. Mm-hmm. Extra special there. Um, and then I think, you know, even this most... That BYU game's got to be in the mix. Yeah. For a regular season road? game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'll, and another... I'll, I'll give, give Prohm some credit here. That win at, at oh, Kansas yeah. and Donovan Jackson. Donovan Jackson's marbles game. Yeah. Phenomenal. Deontay Burton played perhaps the best game that nobody remembers. Yeah. Well, look at his stat line from that game in 17. Incredible. That same year, I was really happy when, or the year before that, when they won the Big 12 tournament that year with the Yang. 
Prom's final. Was yes. It, no, it, it was. Uh, did, no, they didn't nope, win that year. They did I'm not. Sorry. They did not. It they was, lost to Buddy Heald. Which year? No, that was the Shayok. Shayok Halliburton. Yeah. Horton Cause, Tucker Because if you remember that game, like, Those, Prom had really been under fire a oh, lot. Oh, he was. And then they, they won that tournament, and it really was a. Yeah, kind and of then everyone's like, okay, we figured it out. And then yeah. you go and lay a dud to Ohio State. But yeah. I'd say recently, man, TJ's had some a couple of really good. That North Carolina game now from last, you did that, it. That game to me is really special. It, they're number one in the nation. Now, yeah. they didn't end up that way. And so that cloud but at the a time, bit, it was, a huge it was North Carolina and everybody else yeah. in the country based off of the and year then, before. I mean, and that's why like Caleb Grill, it's, you know, interesting how it ended, but. What a moment for him. 30 points yeah. against North Carolina. I, I think the Brockington game... And that he, was also a big... Um, I want to say for Lips, he kind of had it coming out. Did, or did, did he against the Villanova? Villanova. When he hit those free throws at the end. One yes, of those. It was, was kind of like, oh, this guy might be able to help us. Totally agree. And then I'll say, just because of the way, how bad it got, and then the resurrection, when Iowa State kicked Iowa's ass, TJ's first year with yeah. Brockington, went off for like 30, mm-hmm. and they held the one of the Murrays. I get him confused now. Uh, what about the Baylor game this year after they kicked Caleb off the yes, team? Yes, another great one. Everybody's just down, oh, we're yeah. going to miss the tournament, all this stuff, and then, and then you go and win that one. For sure. And then women's basketball beat Baylor a couple of times in the last couple of years. Always great. But the one where uh, it was uh, right before COVID, right? So it was the game before COVID in Ames. Oh, yeah. Uh, Baylor was number one, and Ashley Jones had a couple free throws late. Who was the? I'll never forget that game. I watched that game from oh. the Vegas airport. Who was the? Oh, who was the post for Iowa State that made the big three? Oh, I'm oh. Kristen Scott. Nope, nope. Um, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Just, this, th- just Google it. This happens, honestly, guys. Like, this happens when you get older, and it drives you absolutely insane. So I got it. Hold on. You're gonna. It is. Uh, da, 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 hold on. People are yelling at the phone. Come right on, now. The big girl. She hit a big three. Not Dengaro. And now the Iowa State roster. I it was number fifteen. Number fifteen. I, I get the number. I don't know who it was. Inez Nezaqua. Inez Nezaqua. Remember Nez? Absolutely. I got the name. I got the number. If, I knew it was fifteen. If Inez Nezaqua could have played like two more years, oh she would have been like all Big Twelve. She had uh, just a dagger in that game. One of my favorite Hilton memories. Fantastic. And then beating Texas in the last Big Twelve tournament was pretty cool too. Yes. I got to spend some time with the women's team this week. Yeah. Do you like that? Oh my! They're going to be fun. You, you seemed really happy. Oh, they're going to be. They're going to be hey, super fun. Speaking of that, uh, well, really Cammy's going to the We Will Camp. Yeah, it's still Wednesday. Some spots open Wednesday. She's fired up. Uh, Nine to eleven thirty. Still some spots open. We're going to have four Iowa State men's players, four Iowa State women's players. There, you get the combo. Cammy's fired up. Now, some, some good ones. Let me too. ask you this though, because like she can't even like shoot the ball at the. She can't even get it to the rim. Nope. All ages. That okay. Yep. I think we're going to have a couple hoops that are lower. Okay. All ages, and then we're she s- might be, you know, struggling a little bit. She's this, she's a little concerned because she's never really practiced I, basketball before. So, so thank you for bringing this up. She'll be great, and it doesn't matter your skill level. It's more the well. That's um, what I told her, yeah, but she's you know, I know you get you're you're an eighth you're eight years old, and you think, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, what has really been cool is we did a bunch of stuff for a lot of these student athletes. Man. Maybe it's I'm getting older and I'm getting cheesy, but it's a great group of people. Like you forget, we, you hear the big business and we talk about business all the time on this. What you quickly learn of being around them is these are just neat people that you really want to help out. People, yeah, that are, they're just you. Yeah. 
I, I took the Iowa State men's basketball team. We had an NIL deal with homemakers here in Urbandale. And 90% of the guys didn't know that when you buy the mattress, you need to buy the box spring and the, and the bed frame as well. And so we have like life lessons through NIL of like, no, no, this comes, I'll get the this, mattress this protector too because you never know when the three year old's going to piss right? all over. You never need the warranty. But it was let me fun. tell you it something was, about that, uh, Milan Momsilovich. Yeah. Get Mom, the mattress. Momsilovich. Momsilovich. Yeah. There's a couple of the guys wanted to buy a gaming chair with their NIL. I was like, guys, I don't know if that's the best, most economical use. And you, this, is, this is hilarious. It's a 100% true story. So Bob Jones came with a plan. Oh, he so Bob's took notes and stuff. Bob's an econ major. Swear, swear to you. And so they, so that we had this nil deal. Each of them got X amount. And Bob's like, guys, this is how we're going to do it. We each buy our our beds first, and then we pool all of our money, and we furnish our apartments with the remaining remaining dollars. He goes, I've thought a lot a lot about this. This is how we're going to do it. Well, who gets to keep it after when they move? Uh it's a good question. Bob didn't think through that now, did, did he? <laughs> Good question. I'm not sure yet. So we, the apartment they're living in isn't furnished. The ones they pre... Anyway. Long yeah, story. they all live together. Really, they may they as well together. do that. It was really cool. It was an awesome, like an awesome two hours with those guys. As they, I remember those days when it's like, oh, I got a pizza oven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a bean bag. Like, all right. Where Bob's like, no, guys, we got to think about comfort in the kitchen. That's what <laughs> we got to get stools we can sit at. The, the elder statesman. Yeah. Robert Jones, Robert Jones, one of my all-time favorite cyclists. And then he was telling all the guys that they needed to go to the fireworks stand afterward. I said, Rob, let's grow up a little bit. You'd love... <laughs> I heard he drives like a van around. He does. He does. He drives Fantastic. A Big Bob Jones guy right here. Big Rob energy. Yes. All right. We went really long yeah, this week. You guys are going to love it. Not yet. We'll, we'll start the twice a week coming up yeah, later in the, in the middle of July. Get thirsty. The beer's coming. Get thirsty, Bloom says. Yes. All right, English taking you out. Loaded week on the podcast network. You guys will have a lot to consume. Appreciate our friends at Cody Road here in the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Have a good week. Cheers. See